0: Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. So, uh, listen, usually when I tell you something, uh, it comes true over time, maybe takes a month or a year. Uh, Rarely when I tell you on a show, hey, you got to be careful about this, does it hit the very next day. Uh, The very next day, proving you're not wasting your time here. What is this about? I told you cancel culture wokeism was cannibalistic and eventually turns on itself and implodes because you run out of victims and eventually you piss off 51% of the population. I'm going to sandwich the show with that story today. And in addition, the the three stories about our descent into totalitarian madness, one of them I just warned you about yesterday. Wednesday, which is Thursday, right? And Mix Minus Gate continues. Fox drew up a nice thing for me to explain what Mix Minus is. Thank you, fellas here. They even drew an ear diagram for those of you audio people. uh, Mix Minus means Dan's mic Minus what Dan's saying, so Dan doesn't hear what Dan's saying in Dan's ear. So thank you. We have the goofy glue incident and Mix Minus Gate, and Joe's been kind enough to be a Mix Minus Gate liaison as an audio professional with the Fox team. So thank you all. Uh, Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Hey, why haven't you gotten a VPN yet? Get one. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Let's get right to it. I've also got an update on uh, this $3.5 trillion bill and what I'm hearing is going on behind the scenes and possibly the worst political attack ad in human history. So bad, it actually acts as an advertisement for the person and the state you think you're attacking. All right, today's show brought to you by Paint Your Life. Paint Your Life, summer vacations are a great time for memories with the kids. I found the best way to hold on to those memories is by turning them into art that lasts forever. Good quality art from PaintYourLife.com. Get a professional hand-painted portrait created from any photo at a truly affordable price or combine photos of people or places that you love into one painting. Choose from a team of world-class artists and you get to work with them until every detail of your painting is perfect and their user-friendly platform makes it easy to order a custom-made hand-painted portrait in less than five minutes. It's fast. It's a great personal gift. That's what people want. You can receive your portrait in as little as two weeks. Paint Your Life makes the perfect birthday, anniversary, or wedding gift. It's meaningful, personal, can be cherished forever. Everybody always compliments us about ours. It's terrific. It's such a great gift. Please, uh, please, Check them out at paintyourlife.com. There's no risk. If you don't love the final painting, your money's refunded, guaranteed. And right now, for a limited time offer, get 20% off your painting. That's right, 20% off. And free shipping, too. Get the, to get this special offer, text the word Dan, my first name, D-A-N, to 64000. Text Dan to 64000. Text Dan to 64000. Don't wait. Celebrate the moments that matter most paint your life. Terms apply. Available at paintyourlife.com slash terms. Again, text Dan to 64000. All right, Joe, let's go. Oh, Joe's all (laughs) all stated there. So, yes, we are. This is day four of the hijacking of Greg Gutfeld's studio here. We may not give it back. There is an armed guard at the door right now. Greg is in Nashville. (laughs) We may not, right, Joe? We may not let him back in the studio. We may not. We are considering taking this permanently because it's such a great place. You know, that's why the sound's a little different. This is bigger than my studio at home where Joe has to do a lot of editing to get the echo out. So, it's great in here being in a big pro studio with lights everywhere. So, here's additional evidence. topic I discussed yesterday, that wokeism and cancel culture by pure math, folks, it's not an, well, it's an opinion, but it's an opinion based in the hard fact that cancel culture and wokeism is destined by simple math to implode on itself. Let me just give you the bottom line up front. When leftists continue to attack the woke crowd and cancel people, you eventually start to run out of victims because one, conservatives don't care. Conservatives can't be canceled because they don't care a lot of them. I mean, you know, within reason. I mean, what, it, what are leftists going to do? They boycott your show? What, I don't care. I move to like, we'll move to like a, a subscriber account. We don't care. Like you're not going to cancel us, right? But leftists are very sensitive with other leftists. So what leftists have done is they've moved on from just canceling conservatives. I'm not kidding to canceling leftists too. Well, eventually what happens? Conservatives are about, you know, 40, 45% of the population of the United States. Leftists and middle, mid-range Democrats, you add in another 20, 30. Eventually, 70% of the people are under attack by 30%. So what happens, folks? The 70% of the people eventually figure it out. And they're like, why are we listening to these idiots? They're in the minority. Cancel culture and wokeism cannot possibly exist. Here is evidence right here today. Saw it this morning on the way in that what I'm telling you is factually accurate. Story and legal uh, legal insurrection. So the Lancet, an allegedly scientific journal, which has had its credibility destroyed with the Wuhan virus and elsewhere, the Lancet was forced to apologize. You can read the story in my newsletter, by the way, after referring to women as, quote, bodies with vaginas in the in the latest edition. So. (laughs) (laughs) So here's the problem again. It's a math problem. It's obviously an ideological problem, but it's a math problem. The problem that happened here is the Lancet, because they're trying to be woke, they don't want to use the term women anymore because that, by the way, if this is too stupid for you, I'm sorry, but I'm trying to translate wokeism for you. The Lancet didn't want to use the term women because that's allegedly offensive to the transgender lobby. Because they think men can have vaginas too, which is obviously scientifically impossible, right? So what they did is they decided we're going to cater to the woke left lobby, the transgender lobby. By not calling women in our piece women, we're going to call them bodies with vaginas. Well, Joe, uh, Gee, you're probably figuring out what happened, right? Well, isn't that kind of like dehumanizing women? So women are nothing more than their reproductive parts. So then a bunch of women fought back. A bunch of women, again, when 51% figure out the 49% are idiots, there's going to be a revolution. Women were like, wait, don't dehumanize me. I'm not a body with a vagina. I'm a person. I'm a woman. So what happened? The Lancet was forced to apologize. And even in their apology, they had to be delicate to not offend either side. I told you the damn thing is going to implode on itself. And a day later, it's happening. And at the end of the show, I've got another story. Stay tuned to the end. An even better story of leftists eating each other alive again. Here, from the legal insurrection piece that describes this deba- the bodies with vaginas debacle. Quote, this is by Stacy Matthews. The Lancet strives for maximum inclusivity. This is their apology, the Lancet, for calling bodies with vaginas. They strive for, the Lancet strives for maximum inclusivity of all people in its vision for advancing health. In this instance, we have conveyed the impression that we have dehumanized and marginalized women. Gee, I think. Those who read the Lancet regularly will understand that this would never have been our intention. I apologize to our readers who were offended by the cover quote and the use of those words in the review. At the same time, here, they got to throw this in, Joe. They got to throw this in. At the same time, I want to reemphasize that transgender health is an important dimension of modern health care, but one that remains neglected. They, they don't know what to do. When 51% of the people find out they're under attack by 49, and then they figure out they're the majority and the attackers are in the minority, this thing will implode on itself. Just give it time. Cancel woke culture is so stupid, it can't exist. It's not that it doesn't want to exist. It can't exist. It is for idiots. Only idiots do cancel culture. Friends don't let friends do cancel culture and wokeism. I got a story coming up at the end of the show about that, too. Hey, by the way, one correction yesterday. I was on The Five. I'll be there back again today. I hope you watch it. The Five at the Fox News Channel, 5 o'clock. You know, Joe, what drives me crazier? Nothing drives me crazier than this. I have no problem correcting the record when we're wrong what i really have a problem with is correcting the record for things we didn't even say so i was on the five yesterday i was making a point that behind the scenes obama used to say things that were more conservative than obama would act in public in other words he was a phony my gosh i got like 15 20 emails from people are you saying obama's a conservative please go listen to the show thank you i said clearly as clear as day obama governed to the left of lenin did you watch it at all gee did you happen to see it you deserve, he I, He's like, no, nah, I don't watch you. I was going out to dinner. Uh, I don't yeah. care about your crap. Like my job's either, over. No. At the, but yeah, either the judge. I was like, I don't care about you. I've no I was making <laughs> the point that, and I'll make it again. I'm telling you, behind the scenes, Obama would say stuff. And then in public, he would say the exact opposite. I was trying to make the point that the guy was a phony. Not that he's a conservative. Go back and listen. And I think you'll you'll get what I was talking about. So just a quick comment. I got high. That's from his book. Very good. That's from his book. All right, move it on. So uh, what's going on behind the scenes with this Uh, $3.5 trillion We'll call it the woke rupsy bill. It is the woke bankruptcy bill. So it's woke rupsy. The woke rupsy bill, the drama going on behind the scenes is really starting to eat Nancy Pelosi alive. She snapped at a reporter yesterday. I'm going to give you just the quick rundown of the problem the Democrats find themselves in right now, trying to pass this $3.5 trillion, uh, just monstrosity of a bill. It'll transform the entire U.S. economy into a hellhole. So here's Pelosi yesterday when a reporter asks her about the debt ceiling that the Democrats, not Republicans, have roped into this spending package. The Democrats have said to Republicans, w- the hike in the debt ceiling, you guys have to vote for this. And if you don't, we're going to say you shut down the government. She tied it into all this. I'll explain it in a second, but watch her snap at the reporter because she can't wrangle and herd cats in her own caucus. Check this out.
1: Why get mad at members? Why twist the arms of moderates if, if, if this is not going to move anywhere? What are you talking about? We have a responsibility to uphold, to lift up the full faith and credit of the United States of America. That's what we have to do. These members have all voted for this last week.
0: Okay, a couple things here. What's going on and why is she snapping? She can't herd the cats in her own caucus. The Democrats have the slimmest of margins in the House and in the Senate. Everybody tracking? They have a five-vote majority in the House of Representatives, which Pelosi is obviously the Speaker of. They have a no-vote majority in the Senate. It's 50-50, but Kamala Harris, the VP, is a tiebreaker, so she'd obviously vote for the Democrat agenda. But it is a 50-50 split. Here's the problem number one they're having. Go to this Washington Examiner piece if you don't mind. There are three things up in the air right now, okay? let's We got to keep all these three things in mind so you have the skinny and we can explain it to you in a Reader's Digest format, right? Number one, there's the debt ceiling. If the debt ceiling isn't hiked, the government is effectively going to go de facto bankrupt soon. So they have to raise the debt ceiling to borrow more money, okay? That's number one. Number two, they have this $3.5 trillion uh, woke-ruptcy bill that Joe Biden wants. It's going to transform everything. It's going to be a disaster. Number three, They have the $1 trillion infrastructure bill, which bizarrely has some amount of bipartisan support, okay? So those three things are out there right now. Those are the variables. Here's problem number one. The moderates in the Congress, uh, they call themselves moderates, folks. We don't actually believe they're Democrat moderates. Can we just get that out of the way? Don't email me and say you call them moderates. They call themselves moderates. I don't. The allegedly moderate Democrats don't want the $3.5 trillion bill. They think it's too big. In the house, they they're afraid they're going to lose their seats if they vote for this because they're going to bankrupt the country. You tracking? She only has a five vote majority. So if ten alleged moderates on the Democrat side say we're not voting for the three point five trillion dollar bill, it's dead. Well, what's the other problem? And I'll read this Washington Examiner quote. In a minute, sorry, I set Guy up and then left him hanging there. The liberals, the AOC types, they are demanding that the, that they that the moderates vote. For this $3.5 trillion bill. And they're saying, the liberals are saying to the alleged moderates, we're not voting for your $1 trillion infrastructure bill unless you vote for our $3.5 trillion wokeruptcy bill. So from the Washington Examiner, here they sum it up nicely. David Drucker's piece will be in the newsletter today. Pelosi signaled Wednesday that the intra-party logjam could delay a planned Thursday vote on infrastructure. Pelosi, among the most effective legislative leaders of her generation, well, I debate that, has been stymied by the fact that she doesn't have a majority large enough for, uh, to allow her to side with the liberals over the centrists or vice versa. With Republicans declining to bail Pelosi out, she needs every Democratic vote at her disposal. You tracking? So number one, the libs don't have enough votes on the, dem, the full radical leftists to pass this $3.5 trillion woke bill on their own. Yet the centrist alleged moderates don't have enough votes to pass the infrastructure bill. So Pelosi's trying to herd them all together. And both of them are saying, double-barreled, family-friendly middle finger, we are not voting for this bill. The moderates are saying we're not voting for the $3.5 trillion bill. The libs are saying, well, we're not voting for the $1 trillion infrastructure bill. You can both pound sand. And Pelosi can't herd them. So in an effort, this is where variable three comes in. And Joe, Gee, you must stop me if it doesn't make sense, of course, as the ombudsman for the audience. Pelosi figures, given that there's some small amount, which I don't agree with, it shouldn't be, of bipartisan support for the infrastructure bill, right, we can maybe steal a few Republicans and therefore I don't need the libs and I can get enough votes to pass it without it. So what she did is she tied in the debt ceiling to this bill. It has nothing to do with it, but she tied it in. And so they do it. They did it on the Senate side as well. And what they, what they did is they told the Republicans, if you don't vote for this infrastructure and other stuff, we are going to tie in this debt ceiling hike. And if you don't vote for that, we're going to blame you for shutting the government down. You get it? You vote for this crap or we're shutting the government down and we're going to blame you. Right. Okay. You got it? Well, what's the problem yes, with sir. that? You guys picking up with the problem with, with that is? How are you going to blame the Republicans for shutting the government down if you have the votes by yourself to keep it open without a single Republican? Right. She has a five-vote majority and there's a tie-breaking vote in the Senate. She doesn't need the Republicans ever. Now, she has control. That's why she blew up at the reporter about the debt ceiling thing. And what did she say? Remember the cut? Just rewind it and play it again. She said, not Yugi, the audience, they can rewind. He's getting ready to rewind. She says at the end, the guy asks her about the why she's strong-arming people. And what does she bring up right away? The debt ceiling. You're going to bankrupt the government. She can open up the government right now. She doesn't need the Democrats. I mean, the Republicans at all. How long if they shut the government down before people figure out this simple math? Think about it. The government's shut down, right? And nobody likes the government shut. And by the way, it's it's the government has to shut down because the Democrats are idiots. Shut it down, but that's their call. How long? A week? A month? Think about this, guys. A week? A month? Two months? Before even the most ardent left wing radical nuts start to say to themselves, "Hey, guys, this sounds kind of dumb um, blaming the Republicans." I mean, you could open this thing tomorrow, and everybody knows it now showing you how bad this predicament they find themselves in really is here's robert reich like the most hard left leftist you've ever seen robert reich this guy is to the to the left of stalin this is uh you ever see the twitter account defiant l's it's one of the best accounts on and on, on twitter it just fantastic i mean spectacular work defiant l's they go and find liberals who tweet stupid stuff and they compare their old stuff to their new stuff. So Defiant L's found Robert Reich a while ago, talking about this conundrum, right? When Trump was in charge, they had the government the Republicans controlled. So Reich was like, well, if they shut down the government, it's on them. Here's the tweet. Throw that up on the screen, Gee. Robert Reich said a while ago, this is in 2018, which party will voters blame for the government shutdown? The last three federal government shutdowns occurred during divided government. But now Republicans run it all. How can one party not be able to keep the government open? If it shuts down, it will be in the hands of the heads of the GOP. So Rice is acknowledging when Trump's in charge in 2018 that when you control the whole government, like the Democrats do right now, it's on on you, right? The Republicans, everybody read that? It's not hard, right? Not hard to figure out. There are some leftists who listen to the show. So here's Robert Reich now, now that the Democrats control the government. A government shutdown means Americans won't get the services they depend on. Federal workers won't get their paychecks. People's livelihoods will be upended as the pandemic rages on. But none of this matters to the Republicans. They care only about power, never about people. Dude, he just said the exact opposite thing now that the Democrats are. Thank you. Dude, that's at least a double. Come on. You got to a single mutley thank you. thank you that is a minimum double mutley right there what an idiot now he's saying the exact opposite thing the democrats can keep the government open they're roping it in to the infrastructure bill and the woke bill because they're trying to strong-arm republicans to vote for one of these things because the democrats are fighting with each other over both bills and they could use a few republicans that's it in a nutshell now you've heard it all all right i want to get to uh Just a little bit more of this in a second. This is the largest transfer of wealth, by the way, the woke repsy bill from the poor and the wealthy to the upper middle class in American history. Yes, that's right. The poor and the wealthy are going to pay the upper middle class. That's exactly what this bill does. I went through it on the Monday show in detail. All right, let me get to my... uh... My next sponsor here. Appreciate your patience, folks. Our sponsors love to talk to you in the audience and uh, they pay for the show. Keep it free for you. So thanks for your time. I always appreciate your patience. So coming up, I got more on this. This is a, a video showing you how dumb these people really sound. Love GenuCell plant stem cell therapy. I've used it all over my face, under my eyes. It cleared up the flakiness. It even reduced my forehead lines. Someone even asked if I had surgery or procedures done. Nope, just GenuCell by Chamonix. Thank you. That's Samantha from Arcadia, California, raving about her remarkable results. It's not only Samantha. Paula's a big fan of GenuCell products, as you know. She talks about them often. GenuCell sold over 1 million products to women and men across this great country of ours, and everyone falls in love with the results. Fine lines, forehead wrinkles, dark spots, even those annoying bags and puffiness gone right before your eyes. And best of all, guaranteed results in as little as 12 hours? Or your money back. Now you can see the difference for yourself today with 50% off their most popular packages at com. That's 50% off all customer favorites just for being a loyal listener to this show. Go to g e n u c e l G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com and enter DAN40, that's Dan40 at checkout for an extra $40 off. Order today and all orders are upgraded to free priority shipping. Go to GenuCell.com, GenuCell.com, that's GenuCell.com and use code Dan40, that's Dan40 at checkout. Thank you, GenuCell, we appreciate it. All right, one more quick point on the uh, porculous bill here, folks. This is the, again, the largest transfer of wealth from the poor and, and wealthy to the upper middle class ever, whether it's the child tax care credit, the child care credit, this will do nothing but explode our economy and destroy those services. Childcare, pre-K, all of it. Everything the government touches, it destroys. I said yesterday during the show, liberals are liars and government is a cesspool. The arguments are over. Any dollar you give to the government outside of its constitutional spending role, you might as well flush it down the toilet. I'm done with the arguments about what the rich pay and the middle class pay and the poor pay. It's clearly not getting anywhere because liberals can't do math. The rich already pay the overwhelming majority of taxes. The top 1% pay 40% of the income tax load despite only earning 20% of the income. I know math is hard for them, but that argument doesn't get anywhere because they're not interested in facts. So here's our new argument. I said it yesterday. I don't want to give you any more money because you suck. And I don't want you to destroy people's lives with it. The government is a hit storm with an s in front of it everything it touches medicine health care education pre-k child care it destroys home health care Whatever the government touches, it burns to the ground. Why don't I want to give you any more money? I'd rather give it to charity where it does good. I give it to you. You're going to hurt people. That's why. And I don't like hurting people. So that's the argument from this point on. But here's a quick, here's just a piece of audio showing you how the media is in on this whole scam, trying to make America believe that the biggest spending package, tax package in American history is in fact going to cost you nothing. This is on a media show, hilariously called Reliable Sources with the coffee boy Entman's kid, uh, Brian Stelter, check this out. And why is the number misleading? Why is that 3.5 trillion figure misleading?
1: Because it doesn't really represent anything. Um, it's this weird shorthand that's been used, but in fact, the bill itself will not cost 3.5 trillion dollars in the sense that it will be entirely or at least partly paid for. So the actual cost in terms of deficits will be smaller than that, perhaps even zero.
0: What's that? Yeah, exactly. He's like paid for by whom? Paid for by taxpayers. Again, folks, I'm not going to address this stupidity again about the bill costing $0. It's only the largest spending package in U.S. history. And I'm really sorry you're a moron if you believe it's not going to cost anything. It's the largest tax hike in American history. The poor are going to pay through lower wages as corporate taxes go up and higher prices. It's just that simple. And consumption is a higher portion of the poor's income than it is for the rich, right? If you're spending $80 a week on gasoline and you're poor, and this spending bill causes mass inflation and gasoline is $4 a gallon. I promise you, rich people don't give a damn about gas prices. I'm telling you, it's such a sliver of their income. They don't even bat an eyelash. But when you're making $25,000, a year and filling up your gas tank costs $200. That's what just remember the show, folks, uh, Time Check. It's Thursday, September 30th. That way when gas prices go through the roof and inflation goes through the roof because we spent $3.5 trillion we didn't have and printed it, just remember you heard it here. Liberals will ignore it, of course, and pretend we didn't say it and blame Donald Trump. All right, moving on. This may be the most hilarious hit piece ever done in the history of politics. So just a little background. This was supposed to be a hit piece on the best governor in the country, Ron DeSantis from Florida, right? It's about, oh my gosh, Ron DeSantis. He's so mismanaged. Coronavirus so terrible. People are dying everywhere in Florida, which is really dumb. I'll show you the numbers in a minute. Again, facts, data. I know leftists, you don't do facts and data. I get all that. I understand. This is for the smart people so you can tune out. But here is a political ad. Again, it was designed to be a hit piece for DeSantis. Um, I would argue strongly um, that this is either one of two things. It's either a conservative group engaging in a black ops marketing campaign to try and help Florida, which is probably unlikely. Or number two, it is the dumbest, most ridiculous ad in political history where it actually helps the people you're supposed to attack. It's only one of those two things. Here, check this out.
1: gentlemen. On behalf of your cabin crew, we'd like to inform you that we have officially entered Florida airspace. Please watch this short message from Governor Ron DeSantis on COVID-19. We are not doing any vaccine passports in the state of Florida. We trust people to make their own decisions in this state. We are not going to be bludgeoning people with restrictions and mandates. Lockdowns or any of that stuff. As Governor DeSantis stated, while you're within state lines, you do not have to wear a mask. You do not have to get a vaccine. It is against the law for private businesses or schools to mandate masks or vaccines.
0: I, that's supposed to be a hit ad, folks. That's that's designed to be a hit piece. I sent it over to Gee and uh, Jim from the radio shows. Morning, and, and Joe and I watched it. They were like, "Is this an advertisement for Florida?" So let me just be sure yeah. you go to Florida and you can do what you want. If you want to wear a mask, you can wear a mask. If you want to get a vaccine, you can get a vaccine and you're basically free to live uh, how you want to live. Just to be clear, like that's <laughs> it's, hilarious. it's So like the stupidity of that. That's an actual anti-Florida ad. So, uh, you know, of course, on this show, we we do this crazy thing called facts and data. So I went to Statista where I've gone often uh, to show you the death rates from coronavirus. Now, again, I do facts even when those facts are not, uh, uh, you know, I I don't do spinning and storytelling here. Here's Statista. This is the death rates per 100,000 in the United States as of September 27th measured by state. So Florida was 24th a while ago. 26, then 24, then 20. Florida now is, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So they're 10th. Sorry, I should have counted that before. They're 10th in the country. So, you know, the, we have 50 states. I, Obama thought we had 51, but we have 50 states. So they're in the top fifth, but they're at the bottom of the, the literally the bottom of the top fifth, right? You have a bunch of states in front of them, New Jersey, Mississippi, Louisiana. New York, Alabama, Massachusetts, why single out Florida? Florida is clearly not unique. Matter of fact, it's not even close to unique. It's the 10th least unique, right? In the death rate. Here's what makes that ad even dumber. Florida, the seasonality of the virus is reversed in Florida. Folks, Florida goes through its peak every single year with coronavirus, the two years we've been dealing with it in the summer. The Northeast and the Upper Midwest and the Midwest, up in the North, they go through it in the winter. I know there, again, there are libs listening, so this is hard to process. But people indoors where the ventilation isn't as good as it is outside tend to transmit a respiratory virus, meaning breathing for leftists, tend to transmit it more indoors because the ventilation isn't as good as the fresh air outside. When are people indoors in Florida? Again, I know this is hard for the idiots who did that commercial to understand. People are indoors in Florida in this summer because it's in hot. Very hot, Gee. Can you vouch for me? Gee lives in. Is it hot? Thank you. Gee's been a new resident to Florida. He's figuring out how hot it is. So people go inside. Gee, what happens around September and October when it's not ninety-five, but it's eighty-seven point five in Florida? People go outside. Therefore, what happens every year in Florida? Corona cases go down. What happens in the Northeast? When are people indoors? In the winter when it's super cold, where it's not in Florida, they. Sadly, tragically, I don't wish ill on anyone. Obviously, New York, New Jersey, and elsewhere are about to see another spike of coronavirus like Florida just saw, and we're already seeing it right now in New York. They had to cancel that play, Aladdin. It was open one night before they had a bunch of infections. I'm sorry to inform you of basic science, but as you start to go indoors more in New York and New Jersey, I got family up there, you're going to see more corona infections. I don't know why this is hard. The point I'm trying to make is, even despite Florida already having weathered the worst of it, we are still only 10. Right, and Florida, it's right, you know, Florida has the, the oldest population in the United States, and we're still only 10, despite having already weathered the storm. You guys up north, sadly, are about to start bumping yourselves into the top 10 as these deaths tragically go up. Just shows you again how stupid these people are, how they never, ever think this stuff through, ever. Um, All right, I got a video coming up for you. This is a little lighter video, but let me just uh, show you what I got coming up. I got this video you're going to want to watch. This is one of those holy moments. It's from the congressional baseball game last night. Like I saw this, I'm like, is that real? I thought it was a joke. I've never seen anything like this. Uh, Psaki caught lying again, and the three important stories I told you about in the beginning of the show about our descent into tyrannical totalitarian madness. Okay. Uh, our next sponsor, we appreciate it, is Alliance Defending Freedom. Alliance Defending Freedom. Hey, Congress, they're in chaos. We know that. They're controlled by far-left ideologues trying to crush the values and institutions that have made America a beacon of freedom and liberty since its founding. For over 27 years, Alliance Defending Freedom has been standing up for religious liberty, the sanctity of life, freedom of speech, marriage, and parental rights in America's highest courts. They are fighters over there. This is a great group. Alliance Defending Freedom does all of this at no cost to their clients and is completely funded by the generosity of patriots like you. With the family, freedom, and even basic biological reality under constant attack, Alliance Defending Freedom—they need your support now more than ever. Go to adflegal.org/dan and get your copy of ADF's ebook titled "Generational Wins," absolutely free. Discover why fighting for what's right isn't just important for today, but how it impacts our nation for generations to come. America is strong when we stand together. Join the growing number of Americans standing in solidarity to defend freedom and liberty and get your copy of Generational Wins Absolutely Free. It's a great group. Help them out. That's adflegal.org slash Dan. ADFlegal.org slash Dan. So funny. I'm getting, I'm getting used to the sounder that the stinger Joe on the radio after, we, you know, the stinger Joe did the radio. Beats, oh, yeah, 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 I'm so used to it. I'm like, there's like a pause afterwards that's starting to like work its way into my psyche for the, uh, for the <laughs> podcast too. This guy's been in radio forever. Whenever I, if you listen to my radio show, we have uh, live read spots. There's always a sound effect mm-hmm. that comes afterwards. So I got to pause so all the stations can cue in. So this is one of those holy moments The congressional baseball game last night, you know, members of Congress, they play at the national stadium and they play baseball. I mean, it's not hard. It's a congressional baseball game. So I'm watching this last night. I see this going viral on social media. And I swear to you, I'm like, this can't be from the congressional baseball game. I thought it was a major league game. This is Greg Stuby. He's a congressman from Florida. I met this guy. He's a Republican. Good guy. Big dude, too. Super athletic. This is his at bat yesterday at the congressional baseball game. I can't believe this happened. Check this out.
1: Democrats were trying to get caught up. Wow, this is a long Greg Stubbe with the first pitch and the first swing. It's going to be a home run. Stubbe out of the ballpark into the left field bleachers. (laughs) Stubbe with the very first offering from Pete Aguilar swings and sends it to left field and out. While everybody's milling with the president, they played baseball, and Stubby <laughs> wants to bring the attention back to the field. Absolutely. I believe that is the first out-of-the-park home run in this game for than 40 years get busted loose played, of course, What they do at Nationals Park here for home runs as the Republicans out of the dugout to mob Stu <laughs> Aguilar just kind of smiling, walking around behind the mound saying, you wow. can't believe I just did that. What To, the opposing, to the opposing pitcher.
0: Listen, I, I know this is a little bit of a lighter moment. This is kind of a serious show, even though we embed sarcasm in it. But how hilarious is this? Biden shows up, the Pino, president name only. He gets on the Democrat side during the, what is it, like second inning of the game or whatever. He's, everybody's like, He's getting booed by a lot of people. Of course, the liberals in Washington, some of them are cheering him. But he's got all the attention in the dugout. The Republican comes up. There's never been a home run, a legit, not an inside the park home run, an over the fence home run ever in the history of the congressional baseball game. I mean, you have any idea how hard it is? Did an outside of the fences home run? I played baseball for a long time. Major League Baseball parks are huge. Stubby comes up while Biden the dunce is at the dugout and steals the guy's thunder by hitting the first home run in 40 years. Maybe this is a harbinger of good things to come in 2022. I don't know. But I watched that. Like, is this guy a major leaguer? Who the hell hits a home run in Congress? That's crazy. Yeah, and he pitched five innings too, Stubby. This guy's like a super athlete. The Republicans won the game, if you're curious. Nice swing, too. Uh, uh, Right? That's why I was like, good point, Joe. I was like, that's a major league game. Like, is this a joke? And I had to like, go down and read yeah. the comments. It really was Greg Steoby. So Greg Stuby, nice job. Met the guy before is super nice. Apparently very talented athlete too. All right. Uh, one quick point about Saki before I get to this three important stories. I need to highlight showing you our descent into tyranny is rapidly increasing There's a piece of audio from Tucker's show last night that should really scare the snot out of you. But Saki's lying about support for this bill that we discussed before, the $3.5 trillion woke sea bill. They're lying because Americans hate this thing. So called moderates in Congress hate this thing. Everybody hates this thing. So here's an article by CNS. If you doubt me, just look it up yourself. Saki's telling people that 80% of people support this Biden spending agenda. Folks, it's not even close, just 36% of people support this crap. They're just making it up. So Dana Perino brought up on the five yesterday. And it was a good point. This ends poorly for the Democrats either way. This woke bill, if it passes, is going to cost Democrats just about every single swing seat in the country and is going to bankrupt the United States as inflation goes through the roof. The Democrats have no one else to blame. They're fully in control of government. Or option two, it flames out and Joe Biden's entire agenda goes down in smoke in one week. He'll never recover. The political damage will be incalculable. Either way, this ends poorly for either America and Joe Biden or Joe Biden in option two. No way around it. All right. So as I was putting a show together this morning, you know, I like to warn you about things. I do because it matters. I want to use my platform for good. Um, and I feel like if I can't warn you in advance about impending tyranny and totalitarianism, that it's useless. I mean, what do, you know? I love talking to you all, but you could talk to anyone. You've got friends. Why do you need to talk to me? The job of this show is where you can end it at the end of every day and be like, damn, I learned something. Like he's right about that. And yesterday I discussed the incredible dangers posed by the idea of a digital currency in the United States. In other words, no more cash. You want to spend money? You're going to have some government spending card, an app on your phone. They will be able to track everything. No cash, no cash allowed. I warned you. I explained why that was a huge danger. That's one of the stories in this block. But here are, th- are three stories today about our dissented to total madness. Cue up for me this video first of Glenn Greenwald last night about the vaccine mandates. Glenn Greenwald is an excellent journalist, has a Rumble account. His videos there are incredible. Greenwald went on Tucker's show last night and was saying, listen, I, I, this vaccine mandate, this can't possibly be about science. It has to be about something else. Check this out.
1: It's hard for me even to endure listening to liberal discourse about COVID anymore. Usually when someone has a view that's different than mine, I can isolate the rationale that they're using to come to that conclusion, even though I don't agree with it. And I'm at a complete loss to understand what the argument even is. On September 9th, when President Biden went to the White House and gave a speech on COVID to announce his COVID mandate for large employers, he said, this is not me, he said, Joe Biden said, If you're fully vaccinated, the chances that you can get severely ill, not even die, just get severely ill, are very low. And the statistic that he gave is out of every 160,000 people who have been vaccinated, only one ends up going to the hospital with a serious illness. So the, the, the risk if you're vaccinated is almost zero, which means what danger do unvaccinated people pose to people like me who listen to that? And went and got the vaccine. I can't comprehend the argument. And yet when Joe Biden imposed the the vaccine mandate, he said, because he had to to justify why he could do it legally, the bottom line is we need to protect vaccinated workers from the dangers posed by unvaccinated people. What dangers do unvaccinated people pose to those who are vaccinated? None. It is purely punitive. It's a way of saying if you don't obey us, if you don't defer to our success, Superior wisdom, we are going to inflict pain and suffering on you and take vengeance on you for your defiance. That is all that this is about.
0: Okay, Armacost. pop quiz. So, you and I have been working together yep. for what? I'm going to say years. I don't even know how long we've been doing this thing, but it's been yeah, something time. like that. Yeah, whatever. We're losing track of the, after the third year. It doesn't even matter. What have we been saying from the start? What is it about with Democrats? Always control, man. Control. Always, always. It isn't always. Folks, I'm, I mean, we've been, I'm not joking. Like, we've, Legit been saying that for seven years we've been on the air. The Democrat, this is, what if I explain this poorly, I'm going to be pissed at myself. Whatever the Democrats tell you something is about something, it's never about that something, and it's always about control. So the vaccine mandate, the Democrats tell you it's about what? The vaccine, right? It's about a vaccine mandate. We got a public health vaccine. It's never about that. Glenn Greenwald, in a minute and 30 seconds, just beautifully explained it. It has nothing to do with the vaccine. If the vaccine works, then who are you protecting yourself against? What, what, I don't understand. Why would you mandate people to do it? If it works so well, who are you protecting them against? So he's like, I'm having trouble exp- trying to define like how this is about public health. And by the way, I'm going to be, co- please don't miss my Fox show, Unfiltered, Saturday at 10. I'm going to be covering this topic and it's going to be in studio. The show's going to be electric this week, Saturday at 10. You know, I love you. You've been giving us killer wins in the ratings. So thank you very much. But I'm going to be discussing this exact topic, how this has nothing to do with the vaccine. This is about one thing, controlling you. And what the government is doing right now, liberals and rhino Republicans who are too afraid to stop it, is they're taking the boil frog approach. They're softening you up with body blows to freedom every single day. They're trying to get you accustomed to totalitarianism, and no one wants to do it in one fell swoop. It's disturbing to have a bunch of jackbooted thugs show up at your door, right? Overnight, you'd be like, oh my gosh, I didn't ask for this. But when you do it slowly, like they're doing in Australia, And you get the useful idiots to play along. It's the boil frog approach. All of a sudden, you find yourself boiling to death, but they turned up the temperature slow. That's what the vaccine mandate is. Remember, I said I had three stories here. It is a descent into total control and totalitarianism. Folks, please explain to me. I know the left There's a conspiracy theory. If you can explain to me how this is about science and not about control, I'm open to hearing it. Unfortunately, you can't, as Glenn Greenwald just eloquently explained. They only want to control you and they're slowly turning up the temperature so you don't sense you're boiling to death. Here's story number two in our descent into control and madness. What did I tell you the other day about negative interest rates in a digital currency? I mean, rarely does a story come together th- legit the next day after I bring it up. I warned you, I said, folks, if you see a digital currency in the United States being talked about, you better damn well run for the hills because it's about Three big things. Digital currency, meaning no cash. The government can see digitally every single dollar you spend and earn, right? It's about surveillance, a digital currency, watching everything you do. It's about control, making sure you don't buy guns, you don't buy cigarettes, you don't spend money on sugar. They want to control you. And number three, um, it's about negative interest rates. The government wants to borrow money endlessly, liberals, and spend money they don't have. And the best way to devalue the debt they accumulate is to make interest rates negative. If you make interest rates negative, you devalue your own debt. Well, how does the digital currency play in? Again, not to repeat yesterday's show, but people don't like negative interest rates. You're going to put your money in a bank if it loses value every day? So what do people do? They take the cash out of the bank and put it in a safe. Well, what if there was no cash to take out and it was only digital? And the government every day took more and more. It'd be the quietest, most pernicious, but effective form of taxation ever. You pick up your digital currency app on your phone and every day you have less and less and less because of negative interest rates. That's why they want to get rid of cash. They want to see everything. Now, I told you, communists and everyone who is associated with socialism and tyranny, they adore and love negative interest rates and a digital currency to do it. Sure enough, I wake up this morning, I'm reading the Wall Street Journal op-ed section and here we go, folks. Ding, 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 ding. Comptroller of the economy. Biden's nominee to be the comptroller wants to regulate banks, but really hates banks. That's the title of the article. Her name is Saule Amarova. Forgive me if I'm saying her name wrong. It's not intentional. Saule Amarova. And she's a Cornell University law professor. She is Biden's nominee to be the current said the comptroller meaning she'll want to be one of the lead financial regulators in the United States. Get a load of this one, Joe. So she went to Cornell. She was a school professor over there. And it says her radical ideas might make even Bernie Sanders blush. She graduated from... Moscow State University in 1989 on a Lenin. This is not a joke on a Lenin personal academic scholarship. And 30 years later, she still believes the Soviet economic system was superior and that U.S. banking should be remade in the Gaz Bank's image. <laughs> Wait, right. This is not the Babylon B. This is the Wall Street Journal. I'm not kidding here. It gets worse. I told you about this yesterday. Rings true today. You're not wasting your time here. Here's the second part from the journal piece. Saule Amarova of uh, Moscow State University, who loves the Soviet Union, she'd also like the U.S. to create a central bank Digital currency a day later, a day later, as Venezuela and China are doing. Of course, we want to be more like the communists in Venezuela and China. She says, quote, to redesign our financial system and turn the Fed's balance sheet into a true people's ledger, she tweeted this summer. The Wall Street Journal adds, what could possibly go wrong? Folks, Soviet Saleh, good line, Guy. We'll call her that from now on. Listen to me. Whoa. I did not obviously coordinate this piece with the Wall Street Journal. I I had no idea they were going to write this. I swear it's not a pat on the back moment either. I want you to take this very seriously. Communists need a digital currency is one of the worst things that can happen to our country. Up there with election reform, our border and street crime, it is easily one of the top five issues. The United States is finished if communists like Soviet Saleh get their digital currency. Your gun rights will go out the window. You won't be able to buy a gun. You'll have to barter it, trade goats for guns or something. You won't be able to buy cigarettes, alcohol. They'll watch everything you do. Tax rates will go through the roof. What's that? Media, yeah, good point. You're not going to be able to subscribe to like Blaze TV or Fox Nation. Media they don't like. Don't laugh. Why do you think communists like Soviet Saleh want this so bad? Negative interest rates, they can borrow money. And then just take it out of your digital account every day through negative interest rates? Controlling you, surveilling you, watching you every day, reporting to your employer? This is real, folks. It's not a joke. All right, here's the third story. So we had number one, the vaccine mandate. It's all about punishment and control. Number two, Soviet Saleh wants a digital currency, control. Number three, they are also pushing right now, the Biden administration and Janet Yellen, the Treasury Secretary, they're also pushing in case some slivers of cash, by the way, folks, still make it into the banking system with their digital currency. They want to obligate banks to report every transaction of $600 or more to the IRS just to make sure if, Joe, there's just a few pieces of cash laying around that that's reported too. So Cynthia Lummis a uh, senator from Wyoming who did a great job yesterday, had Janet Yellen up on Capitol Hill. This is only about eight seconds of it. But she tore into her and she's like, listen, this is crap. You tell them the banks that they report everything to the IRS. Wisconsin banks don't work for you. Clowns, check this out. Here's about eight seconds of that.
1: Bank customers are not subjects of the federal government. Banks do not work for the IRS.
0: Good for you, Senator Lummis. Good for you fighting back. Ladies and gentlemen, you don't owe the government anything. We have a tax rate where you're legally obligated to provide taxes to the government at a certain amount. Legally, not morally. That's the, you know, that's unfortunately, those are the crap rules. When you pay that, you owe them nothing else. You don't owe them an eyeball into your financial life. You don't owe them an eyeball to, to, you know, if you smoke or not smoke or buy guns or don't buy guns. Whereas Guy said, subscribe to the Wall Street Journal or, you know, InfoWars or Blaze TV. You don't owe them any of that. You can listen to any media you want. You don't owe them surveillance into your private financial life. You owe them squat. These people work for us, these lunatics. We're descending into madness right in front of your eyes. All right. Perfect timing. Perfect timing. So we got to give me a camera turn um, All right. How are we on time, Guy? Because I mean, there's a different clock here. Okay. I want, I got to get to this last story. I told you I'd sandwich the wokeism is cannibalistic and it'll eat itself alive. So we'll get to one more and then we'll bounce to that. Appreciate your patience with our sponsors are great companies. They want to talk to you again. Hey friends, a lot of people out there, they feel like a major breakdown is coming. I, I Seriously. Perfect timing for this spot, right? You might agree. Worst case scenarios around the corner. Food shortages? Possible. Listen, I'm not trying to scare you. I'm just saying, like, you ensure everything in your life that matters, right? Healthcare, your teeth, your car, your house. You have to ensure your food supply. Do it with my friends at My Patriot Supply. Pick up some emergency food there, right? Better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it, right? Can't we all agree? I, I loaded up my house with this stuff. They're the nation's number one preparedness company. They serve millions of American families. Their food is top-notch. Right now, you can save $50 off their popular four-week emergency food kit. Get one for every member of your family. It has everything. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, drinks, snacks. Totals over 2,000 calories per day. Here's the best part. You don't have to eat it right away. It stays fresh for up to 25 years. Yeah, I said that right. 25 years in proper storage. So it'll be there when you need it. You can't say that about grocery store food. It goes bad fast. You know, that even canned food. It's not going to work. So go get one of these four-week emergency food kits for every member of your family. How do you get it? Go to preparewithdan.com right now and save $50 off each kit you buy. They'll ship the kits fast and deliver discreetly to your door in unmarked boxes for your privacy. Then you can rest easy knowing your family has enough food and you'll be prepared if the worst happens. Don't put it off for another moment. Preparewithdan.com. Go today. That's preparewithdan.com. Preparewithdan.com. Thanks, Patriot Supply. Okay. Um, just quickly on this Fox News story here, but it'll be in my, uh, my uh, newsletter as well, bongito.com slash newsletter. Again, proving to you that the left has no intentions of any kind of national unification, anything that's a tie that binds between uh, citizens of the United States they want destroyed. The left needs balkanization and division. Why? It's been a repeated topic on my show because the left never runs on their real agenda. The left does it. Have you ever seen a campaign slogan outside of like San Francisco or or some, you know, far left radical place? Have you ever seen a campaign sign in a swing district that said, give me your guns? I want to raise your taxes and steal your health care. No, of course you haven't. But that is the left's agenda. It's always been the left's agenda because they know that agenda is universally unpopular. How does the left continue to win elections? Because they scare you about the other guy. They say, hey, well, the other guy, the Republican, is coming after you. Uh, Blacks, Hispanics, women, whatever, they hate you. Therefore, we're going to protect you. That's the only way uh, they get elected. So they need division to do that. They have to keep us balkanized and hating each other because it doesn't do much good as a leftist running for office to say, I'm going to protect you against those evil Republicans if you don't have a constituency large enough to vote for you that believes Republicans are in fact evil. And if you can paint the Republicans as the evil white man or whatever it may be, it's even that much easier for you to balkanize the country. Perfect example in this Fox story. a New York Times writer writes one of the dumbest op-eds in human history, they they want to redesign the American flag now and add like all separate kinds of BLM colors and everything like that. Folks, you know, on a very serious note, that flag. It's not a piece of cloth, it's not a tablecloth, it's not a napkin, it's not a slogan. It represents all of us. People have died for what the flag represents, not the cloth, but the fabric in it. It represents something. It represents the world's most prosperous, free constitutional republic. People have died horrible, brutal deaths for what that flag represents. That flag means a lot to a lot of people. It's the tie that binds. You understand why that flag has become a source for the Democrats of unnecessary division? Simply because it's a tie that binds us together. That's why they want the black national anthem. We only have one national anthem at football games and elsewhere. They need balkanization and division. It's the only way for them to ensure that they can get votes by claiming to the sides they've balkanized and divided that they're both fighting against each other and we're gonna protect you. Okay, key. jump ahead to that last story in the New York Post? I said uh, in the beginning we were gonna sandwich the show with stories about how woke cancel culture is inherently cannibalistic and will eat itself alive. There's no other way. This is the perfect story. I've been teasing this for a couple days now. This is what I mean by this. So in New York, there was this incident. Uh, It was this guy, Frederick, I think it was New York. Yeah, it was New York. this guy, Frederick Joseph, who's a supposedly a woke leftist, he's out, I don't know, walking his dog in a dog park or whatever. And he runs into this woman. Her name is Emma Sarley. Well, some kind of altercation breaks out, verbal. Uh, and of course, Frederick Joseph decides, well, I'm going to get my phone now and record this and have this woman cancel. Now, Frederick Joseph is black and Emma Sarley is white. Uh, Their politics, I don't know. I'm assuming, given that it's New York City, they're probably both leftists. I don't know that for sure. But given the uh, probability of the political inclinations and leanings of the area, they could both be leftists. Frederick Joseph, we know, is a leftist, okay? So they have a verbal altercation. And it's alleged, it's not in the video, I'll play it in a minute, but it's alleged that this white woman, Emma Sarley, said to Frederick Joseph, go back to the hood or your hood. Well, of course, what happens from there? Well, this is from the New York Post. This is where they they have a real issue with this. The woman gets fired from her job as Frederick Joseph puts this on Twitter and pushes the company uh, to can this woman, and the woman gets canned. Well, what happens next? So here's the New York Post version of events here, showing you how this will implode on itself, cannibalism here, the uh, leftist cannibalism. He says... Um, David Marcus, who wrote this piece. It's not just that Frederick Joseph has done this before. Apparently he has. And that he has a book he's hawking. Oh, he's selling a book. Interesting. The whole exchange looks like a Netflix version. I'll play it for you in a second. Of an organic interaction. It does. It's super weird. Plus, Joseph has said in the days following the incident, he was traumatized by it. Joe, do you ever notice how the left is traumatized by the most, like, mundane thing? <laughs> oh, I'm traumatized. My like, gosh, were you guys toughen up, you wusses? He says, there's nothing in the video that looks even remotely or vaguely traumatizing to any sane person without an agenda. But there's more. Almost immediately, identity politics conflicts of interest appeared. Anderson himself, this is the boss who fired the woman after this exchange. This guy, Derek Anderson, himself has a history of dicey tweets. Including using a slur against people with Down syndrome. Do we really trust he wasn't lying about what Sarley said? So just to be clear. Black liberal guy has altercation with white woman while walking dogs. Black man says white woman told him go back to the hood. That's not on the tape. It could be, could not. It's not on the tape. We have no evidence it happened, right? Not on the tape woman then gets fired from her job by a boss, Derek Anderson, because the guy who had the altercation with her, it does engages in a cancel campaign. Then the boss who fired her turns out has his own troubled tweets in the past. See the point I made in the beginning of the show? Eventually 51% of people get canceled and figuring out they're catering to 49 and they go, why are we catering to the minority? You want to see the video? Here's a video and you tell me if this woman if this deserves the attention this thing got the woman being fired and now a bunch of people's lives being upended it looks this looks to me like a uh, joe you were a city guy for a while gee uh, G- you've been around the world a little bit does this look like, like an altercation you'd have in a city or, it happens all the time every day check this out
1: yeah. Yeah. Our hood? no 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 i invite everyone stay in our hood. stay in our hood that's it i'm sorry what Stay in, our hood. stay in our hood. Stay in our hood. You just told us to stay in our hood. You just told us to leave <laughs> the dog park and stay in our hood. Oh my God! Did you just say that's me? Wow. Oh, that's funny. Wow. That- wow. The Karen is in the white. I'm sorry. You were right here. Watch this entire thing. Did she just not stand here and tell us to stay in our hood? She did. She just told. You just told us.
0: So the ladies alleging he said stay in your hood. The guys asking the other guy if stay in the hood was this guy or that guy saying it. Holy Moses! Will you all grow up? Will you please act like freaking adults? Are you kidding me? Are you really? Is this an international incident where the woman should be fired? Making the point, we'll close the show again. Cannibalistic woke culture is destined to implode because the math doesn't work. I guarantee you everyone in this probably has politics that don't align with yours and they're all canceling each other. It's just, I feel bad for the woman. I really, I really do. Like you can't even have an argument over a dog right now and say something without having your entire life becoming the focus of a Twitter storm. This is just ridiculous. Yeah. People piling on her. She's probably getting threats. My gosh, I promise you, this is, this is, we are now at the jump the shark moment for cancel culture. We're there. Mark my words, it is going to flame out. It has to. All right, thanks for tuning in. Please subscribe to my Rumble account, rumble.com slash Bongino. Watch the video version of the podcast. We put a lot of work into it. Oh, and submit questions for Ask Dan tomorrow. Here's how you do it. We do an Ask Dan segment. Go to the Rumble account, rumble.com slash Bongino. Under any video, just comment. And just put a question for Gee, question for the show, whatever. And we'll read some of them tomorrow. Last week's questions were great. We got great feedback on it. And don't miss my show Saturday night at 10, unfiltered, uh, in studio. Should be, uh, should be a lot of fire. <laughs> I'll see you all tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino.